Our next guest on Driving with Dave uh, was feet was actually is an All-American. Yeah, an All-American, D2 All-American, and also played for the Vienna Vikings from Bachelorette in Bachelor in Paradise. Andrew Spencer, how are you? I'm good, man. Appreciate the intro. Yeah, I thanks heard, for uh, uh, All-American in a while. I, so. You're my first All-American. I appreciate that, man. And I gotta respect you for that. So, uh, what was that like becoming an All-American? Oh man, that's just everything you've been working towards and everything you've been working for. I've been playing football since I was like five so um, to get that honor it's you know just knows that all your work is paid for so what are you better at d-back or running back those are your two positions right? yeah I w I'm way better defensive back um, but I just was you know I, I, I played a position where like I even returned as well so anytime I can get my hands on the ball I, I do very well so so good at defense that's all you need to be uh, in the yeah. bachelor franchise yeah. <laughs> did you realize that getting into this how defensive like immediately you get cast on a show and then people want to dig your past up and oh my know who God. you dated yeah I mean were you surprised at all getting into this world well, so I had a little, I had a little, uh, I had a little coaching. Um, my cousin Clay was on the show, so uh, I kind of got to see a little bit of, you know, how he had to handle things. So, um, just a little bit. I think I got a little bit more than what he had. You got, um, you got involved <laughs> during Katie season, which was the pandemic, which we're, yeah. we're, we're going to look back on as the craziest time because people went absolutely nuts. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, pandemic, everyone's holed up. And then all of a sudden, you know, people just have more time on their hands. Yeah. No, it was, uh, in our, in our season, I feel like, uh, um, now that I watch these new ones, I, I feel like they're all spoiled or people know what's going on. I feel like no one had any idea what was going on with our season, our season. And I was looking at, um. Like when I was going through the show, I was looking at our season. I was like, no one had an idea. People thought John won. Yep. So uh, <laughs> and, he did, and he did for a moment. He, did, well, he actually did win. Uh, foreshadowed a little bit, but yeah, yeah. So you did you know Katie was going to be the Bachelorette going into? No. It? So we were already in the hotels. Because I have you, no did, idea. Did you do the math? Like, well, usually it's the third person. Like, did you think? Uh, I had no. I had no, I have no, no idea clue. how they picked. Um, I just know that we we had to watch the tell all. And that's when we found mm, out. Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, filming's tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, okay, here we go. Now, you, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, volunteered to leave Katie's season. Uh, no. Or, or no, she she wanted she you back. Me, yeah. She wanted you. And at that point, you were like, you had already gotten over it or what? Well, no. It was just like, I know I'm not going to outbeat Blake or Greg. Yeah. You know what I mean? I may have gotten, you know, Justin or Mike, but... <laughs> <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to beat those guys. I was like, well, this just wouldn't make any sense. Like, bring me back just to get sent home next week. Like, that's not what I'm here to, to break my heart double time. That's what I always find crazy when some of these guys are like, they're on like week four, like, like yeah. they're in charity season. They're on week four on a group date. They they haven't gotten a one-on-one -on -one yet. Yeah. Do, do they know they don't have a shot? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I, I just knew where I was at. Um, I was comfortable where I was at, but at the same time, I was like, all right, well, if you don't pick anyone here, like... I would be open to exploring something after. Yeah. Um, and how much of that it becomes a reality as far as after yeah. the season, who's still single? You made Katie's yeah. uh, best of 12 days of mess hit you list. Met, yeah, I did. Uh, that was cool. <laughs> are you Are you and Greg, like, what's the group chat like? Are you guys just like, this motherfucker? Uh, no. Or, we, you just exp or, do you, or do you respect the gameplay? We, we, we're literally to ourselves, man. We, we hear the noise, but we don't really bother, but we don't get bothered by it too much. Um, we just, you know, we just try to live our life with a little positivity. Um, I get what she does. I think it's funny, um, but I, like at the most, like for the most part, like we don't really, 
get too involved with uh, all that kind of stuff. Now, so after you go on the show, obviously it's, it's um, you know, dramatic. Uh, how soon after do you contemplate the idea of going on Paradise? Is it an immediate no, and then you're like, ah, oh, maybe, or were you just like, all right, they've seen me at my worst, it can't get any, like, what's what's going through your head at that well, point? Well, after The Bachelorette, I was like, I need to go back to playing football. I was like, I need oh, really? to get my head back into uh, being me again, because um, you're, you're in this little bubble, and... Um, you just, it's, it's, you had to like restart almost of what reality is because you didn't have your phone for so long. You, you know, you weren't talking to your mom. Like, so you, you lose a little bit of yourself and then you have to regain. Like, it's like learning how to walk again or ride a bike. <laughs> so I think. Yeah, uh, it's almost like people in cults. They have to yeah. reintegrate. <laughs> so we had to reintegrate. So I was like, the best thing for me is just to go back to what I know most and that's playing football. So I went back to Vienna and, uh, and finished my season out. And how did that go? It went uh, some. You guys won, right? No, we lost. No, that we lost year. that year. Yeah, so it's you know, tough. I tried to make it to a game, but Vienna wasn't <laughs> really. It's a, it's a, honestly, it's a, it, it's a really cool environment. Um, I it's love even, Austria, and it's even getting bigger now. Like now, they they pack the stands with at least like a couple thousand, like to ten thousand now. So it's uh, it's pretty fun. Was it your dream to make it into the NFL? Because Clay Clay played, right? He Clay had... played. I got to the NFL. I just didn't last very long. Uh, I was with the Browns for a short, short oh, nice. stint, and uh, you know it was cool. It was probably the greatest thing in my life to, that I've ever done, and, and just being able to walk the halls, go to film sessions, practice. Uh, my locker mate was Nick Chubb, and he's doing really great right now. So it's like, it's really cool to just been like a little bit of a part for it. You know, I I get chills to be honest thinking about that because I remember when I made the college baseball team, and yeah. I called my mom crying. Yeah, I was like, yeah, "Mom, you know, I'm not." I was like, "I was like tough," and then the second she answered the phone, I was like, oh, "I made it, Mom." And she no, was like, What's it's going on with you? It's it's something you work towards your whole life, and people don't understand. Um, yeah, I don't think people realize that, especially in Bachelor Nation, because they go, "Oh, it's some practice squad player." It's like, yeah, that's a professional mm-hmm. like, goal that you've re- received yeah. to, to cash a play a paycheck that you made it onto Dude, a team. Exactly, and you know, I just I'm just so grateful to even have the opportunity. You know, sometimes you just pray to. Um, Especially coming from D2. Yeah, and it's not easy to do that. So were you like the star standout on your team in D2? Yeah, I was the defensive player of the year. Um, wow. Yeah, my team was really good. Uh, so, you know, I, it just went really, I was just having a really good year. So you're, so all those footwork drills led to, <laughs> led to you being a TikTok dance machine. Oh, well, I've always could dance. That's the one thing. <laughs> I, I, I could dance before I could play football, that's for sure. Yeah, well, you know, that's you got a family. It. That's a family thing. That's a family when, thing. Oh yeah, when we grew up, uh, my dad was huge in the Michael Jackson. So, uh, me and my brother, we had the the, the gloves, and <laughs> we were out there uh, dancing for for all his little videos. And so. this is in Illinois. Yeah, this was in Illinois. What yeah. was the diversity like in Illinois? Like where you were? Well, like growing up, um, I grew up in a really rough area. Um, before, like my dad had uh, was went went to jail and. And everything. So, like after he that did that, we moved to a really predominantly white neighborhood. After that, so, and that's when things just kind of the shift uh, a little bit for for myself and just what I wanted for goals going forward in life. Um, shift how? Like like you were able to see? Yeah, future? yeah, yeah. I think I think um, growing up in in some areas, the the only way you make it out is if you're a rapper 
celebrity or a football player. And I always wanted to be a football player. That was one thing. But I think learning, you know, just what it means to be a, a good human and have manners and all those things, I, I think, is what I learned when I moved to a different area. And I think I had, like, I had a father figures from coaches and, and different people that I, I've met there. So, Yeah, I didn't grow up with a dad. So mm-hmm. I yeah, grew up. <laughs> so what, at what age was your dad... Um, like, did he go to prison? Uh, five. So, like, literally, right when I started football, he's never seen me play football. So, oh, wow. um, I think he saw my brother play one year, and then the next year I was, was about to be my first year. I was so excited, and uh, then he got locked up. So, yeah. My mom used to make us on like Father's Day. She mm-hmm. would make us write a Father's Day card for our uncles, mm-hmm. and then hindsight, I'm like, what guilt does that put on my uncle? <laughs> And it's like, oh, you're gonna make me ugly. No, no. I, I remember my mom used to always put it on my uncle. Like, he doesn't help us. I'm like, well, it's really technically not his job. But. I know. Uncles are tough, man. It's like I show up. My my family's on the East Coast, so I'll show up yeah. guns a blazing with water balloon launchers and things that are just gonna cause damage. Yeah, yeah. and then I just like leave the next day. All right, see ya. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I know the feeling of sort of I guess wanting you know your coach like you like I don't know about you, but like you'd see your a lot of the coaches were another player's dad. Yeah, and you just see that and you're like that was me. That was I was that kid. Uh, I couldn't even afford to even be on the teams, but I was so good. I was a child prodigy, I will say. Yeah. I peaked early. But, uh, no, I was so good that they were just like, oh, we'll bypass the, the payments. And that was the only way that I was able to play on travel teams and, and do all these things. And I would literally at this carpool because my mom would be working literally all day. So I would stay at these people's houses all week basically and then my mom i feel bad my mom would be like we well, just like it feels like you're not my son you're always gone i'm like well <laughs> i got it they bought me they're helping me here so was it a predominantly white team oh yeah i was the only black kid um for a while uh, actually for like a year and then i met my best friend who, who was black well he's mixed uh, he plays for the bears right now um i was the best man at his wedding so it was just us Wow. It was just us. It was really fun, though. You did, you, know? did you and him form, like, a different bond because you were kind of like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I leaned on his dad a lot because he was the only black father figure and really can just tell, like teach me certain things that other white fathers can't. You know what I mean? So um, it was really cool. I had that from him, and I, I, that's who I would stay at their place. I would be there forever. Even when I went to college, when I came back home, I didn't go to my mom's. I went to their house. I would stay with them. So uh, I'm, I'm like a, another son to them. So it's really cool. They really took me in. So when it came to sports, did you find like you got a lot of your worth through, you know, through that success? Was that like, or are you like a lo- like affirmations kind of like love language guy or? Um, no, uh, I'm a physical touch guy, but at the same time, like, I think I learned to be humble that was probably the biggest thing I've learned when it comes to being in sports is like just a case just because you're so good at this or that um doesn't mean this doesn't give you an excuse to be a bad human and I think I was always checked (laughs) how did you I was gonna say how do you learn that oh because I was I like I was I would I I don't know I was just so good that I could have easily went down this road but my coaches and the people around me would never let me do that yeah you know that's what happened to a buddy of mine who was Mm -hmm. the best high school baseball player anyone had ever seen right and then he didn't almost up his game to the next level he -hmm. kind of like relied on how good he was against that talent yeah then now all of a sudden like like at what like at what point 
I mean, because you can literally get the snot knocked out, knocked, yeah. knocked out of you in football. Like, yeah. where were you when you when you kind of got to like the big boy, like level? Was it the pro level or college where you're starting? Everyone's a little faster, a little stronger. It was high school. I was five one going into high school, so I was crushing it in all little league, and then everyone grew. Uh, and then freshman year, I almost quit football. And then um, I did well my first, my freshman year, but I wasn't. I, I thought I should have been moved up. You know, I was I was very confident. I'm a very confident kid, and uh, I was like, I, they're not doing right by me. You know, I should be moved up. I was doing this growing up, and I was always the best. Like I, I had nothing's changed. So then I had a growth spurt, and I kept working, and I kept working. But I also was still, I still just was learning to be. You know learning to, to be humble and, and, and all these other things and that's being taught. That's kind of like that ugly duckling thing where if you're, if you, if you get into sports and build that competitive drive before yeah. you're like physically fully there, mm-hmm. almost like the Tom Brady didn't, he wasn't, you know, he was like an under performer athletically, but he was right. gifted as like a guy who was never going to quit, you know? That's, and that's what it was with me. Um, and I, and I get that from my mom cause she's super, she's had it the hardest and she just doesn't quit. So um, I think I just stuck with it and I knew how good I could be. Um, and it just, I knew it would happen. I knew I was naturally gifted at the sport. So did you, so you talk a lot about your mom and yeah. I have a very, like if I'm going through a heartbreak or something, I call my mom, like I can talk to her about things. Yeah. That I might not have talked to, talk, talk to her about back in the day, but I've kind of grown to enjoy her sort of wisdom because she's, you know, like she was a single mom who had to yeah. work, work through it all and, and all that. So you get off the bachelorette you get your phone back. What's that conversation like with your mom? Well, crazy thing is my mom was in New Mexico. Um, so I had a hometown. Not a lot of people know that. Uh, so I had a little hometown. Um, I think it was just in case if I said yes to staying, they, they would have aired it. Wow. But, uh, yeah. Did you know they weren't going to air it? No, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know. So they didn't air your hometown? No, but it wasn't like a hometown. It was like, I just got, sent home like I, we still want you to film with your, your with your family so I'm like filming because they had to be there for 10 days because of pandemic COVID. Yep, yeah pandemic so I'm filming a hometown and I'm having a good time I'm well not having a good time but I'm explaining to them about like what just happened I'm, I'm this is like right after so I'm still hurt and my mom's like I've never seen my baby like this she's got my jersey on <laughs> Which is hilarious. She's wearing my jersey at the at the hometown thing. I'm like super momish. Uh, my sister's there. Um, so yeah, just like just two really important women in my life. So were they. There. So at that point, they you had not left or you were not gone from the show. No. So, then you so had to rumor them up. has it, and this is this I like is, a good rumor. This is a crazy rumor. Um, so I heard that I was kind of being coached into staying because Michael A had already left so to complete the numbers it would be better if I would have stayed that would have been four instead of just three people going in the hometowns interesting yeah and then from there you're on I mean I think it's well known you're like pipelined to be the possible bachelor could you even grapple with that idea I mean that's a big the bachelor yeah uh, I don't think it's as big of a deal as people make it out to be. Um, I think it's just a really cool opportunity to be able to showcase yourself and, and find, you know, love at the same time. But um, I think people make it out to be way bigger than it is. I and mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's literally a dating show. It's a good paycheck, though. 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> but it's uh, it's a dating show, man. It's you know you're you're following someone to fall in love with someone else, and I am a hopeless romantic in that. And I love romance. I love to be able to be a story for someone to watch. But people were treating it like I'm about to be the about to be the next president. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> like I, when did the the criteria go so high up to I be the bachelor? The expectations. <laughs> Literally, I, I asked Susie what I could ask you, and she said you're a big rom com guy. Yeah, I am too. If there's a Matthew McConaughey movie, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. I love. He, how I'm more of a Gosling guy, though. You're a Gosling. Okay, well, Gosling yeah. or, or Reynolds. I like okay. a little bit more comedy or or. Uh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Sandler. Yeah. yeah All right. Those are the All guys good. I go with. Yeah. So it's um. How so? What uh, what uh, wh- I guess I should ask when when did you kind of put it all together as far as like all right I like rom coms I'm like like when did the you kind of develop your archetype that that is what you man to be young like? young uh, we had one t- one TV household so moms controlled the TV when she was here and we watched you've got mail a million times there you go. Uh, sleepless in Seattle, so that's what I grew up on, and I was a mama's boy. I was the youngest of four, so I was always. So you were the controller. To her. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever you're doing, mom, I'm chilling here. So yeah. that's kind of how it was, and then you kind of, you know, realize once you're growing up that your life is kind of turning into a rom com when you, you know, find your first love and whatnot, and going through all that. Yeah, the rom-com, the difference between a rom-com and something, like, really heavy is just a good playlist, you know? Yeah. It's like, everyone's got a 10, yeah. and it's a good playlist, but it can get heavy out there. It which does. transitions into paradise. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you this, because I'm, I, I, can, I can take any time I meet somebody and be right. such an optimist and make them out to be, now I'm married now, right. but, but all my past relationships were me falling for who I wanted somebody to be. Yes, 1,000%. Is that what was going on with you? You hit it right on the head. That, that is it, I think. Uh, not only that, so we're talking about Teddy here. So yeah, I, I picked up on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's 1,000% what it was. Uh, you know, you, you in like like me, I'm so gung-ho and getting married and, and, and building this perfect family that I never had. So, like, I think with Teddy, I think she was literally, it was more of a checkbox thing. And I'm not a big checkbox guy. She hit everything that I thought um, I was looking for you know, going into this perfect family I want to build. And I realize that's not, like, true, but I'm still striving to have that family that, you know, like... Well, perfect is definitely... And perfect is a terrible... It's, like, not a great word to use, but, like... Right, but all um, your check... No, I totally understand what you mean. Like, like my wife... Perfect she'll, for me. She'll be the first I mean. one to tell you. <laughs> she's got her issues. I've got mine. We unearth them all the time. We've always find new ones. Like, oh, I didn't right. know that was going to start a fight. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't, I was going to, I would have avoided that conversation. But that's the thing with me though. Like I'm, I'm very emotionally intelligent where I could feel something's wrong. Like the whole time I knew something was off. Um, but I'm not one to quit at the same time. So it's like, if there's problems, there's going to be problems that arrive in, in your relationship. And those are things that I look forward to being able to work out with the person that I know, like, is, is for me because that's what happens in life. You know? Oh yeah, not everything's gonna go perfect. I mean, I, I I had this girl I met. Her dad was like a you know like a golf pro. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh great, I'm a golfer now. We're gonna be like I just yeah. immediately yeah you change your yeah. <laughs> like putting polo shirts on now yeah. and like you just if you can see if you can see the wedding photo yeah. you go all right then everything else will fall into place and that is the rom com energy. Yeah, but I don't is. think that's a bad thing to feel that way no. you just need to keep sort of falling yeah. into the into the laps of what you would hope would be the right person and eventually right. 
there'll be someone who'll be so grateful. And, and now that I've de uh, developed, you always know the character arc in the movie where they start falling for the person that was always there, or like just like which is where you weren't. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, like the like it, where it comes naturally. And I think one thing that I took from that is patience. So it's like I'm so much more patient than I was going into you know Bachelor in Paradise. I was just so eager. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is it. It's happening. This is how it's going to happen. In Instead of letting it flow and it be its own thing. And then right? time. Because time's yeah. a motherfucker. Time will ruin right. your chances. If you're out at a bar trying to meet someone right away, you got to, I mean, you, you, maybe you will, but I feel like the irony is that the, the faster you try to pull somebody, the quicker they're going to run away. You exactly. You have to put one foot out the door. Yeah. Because, you know, like that's, it becomes almost, um, I, I feel like women are used to being hit on in a way that comes off as super aggressive because yeah. there's always different men. My right. wife, the other night, was just parking the car, getting cat called. She had to run back to her car. Like, right. it's a wicked place out there for women. It is. It is. And and yet at the same time, Paradise and Bachelor creates a false time crunch that right. wouldn't normally exist because it's all right. Well, I got to get a rose this week. I got to do this. I got to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think that can work against relationships in a lot of ways. Yes, but also it's. I like it a little bit because I think there is no timeline on love sometimes. Like sometimes you'll know and, and you, it, that's just it and it'll click for some people that works. And I would love for that to happen to me. I think that's just, that would just be beautiful. But I know it's not realis realistic, but I know it's not unrealistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, Absolutely. it can happen. Um, so that's why I don't mind it with The Bachelor. Um, and then I think the one thing I do hate is when people are mad at the fact that some people are taking a little bit slower time. Yeah. I'm like, it's okay to go either way. Like, there's no one way when it comes to it. I think just being able to meet someone in that in that light and getting that that time with each other on Paradise, like the amount of time you get with, with a significant other, you're never going to get in real life because people go to work and yeah, right. different schedules. So It's like, you, yeah, you, you create a fire and then you need to learn how to carry that fire back to your normal life exactly, exactly. and um so so just to wrap up the, the teddy talk at what point did <laughs> you talk. so she realized first that this wasn't it but yes. did you feel there's a song the whole by time. brown called i saw goodbye in her eyes yeah and i love that because it's just that intuition like mm. no yeah that's exactly i i knew the whole time um but i just i knew there was something there was we had great moments mm -hmm. There were great moments, and sometimes you overlook those great moments because you want to have this huge firework. And I was like, I was like, we have great moments, and like, if I just focus on those, I think we can get to our firework. Uh, because at the time, I was like, I feel like she's just not feeling where we need to be, and I'm like, I'm, I, and I like, I don't want to force it. That's one thing I don't want to do is force it. Yeah. So uh, I just kind of let her come into it as, as as natural as possible. I just never did, never clicked. But I've seen that where it's like you've got proof of concept. Mm -hmm. I had that with an ex where it was like, we, I felt like the romantic side of things was really good, but this person she couldn't get her, she couldn't get around to like seeing a long term thing with me. Right. And in hindsight, she was right. I was some yeah. broke ass actor in New York. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she was trying to have kids, and she was like ready for that next step. Right. And I was, I needed seven or eight more years to kick the can down the road. No, I That's just you. what I needed. Yeah. But I still was so wrapped around the, the part of like, but we like each other. And she's like, that, that ain't it. That ain't no, enough. No, no. And, 
hey, I mean, I, I think she knew exactly what she was looking for, and obviously now she, she's engaged. So that's, I mean, I'm, I'm super happy for her, and she did exactly what she needed to do for her. Do you think you're more likely to date outside of the Bachelor world now? And how many people that you meet know you through The Bachelor? And do you have to work past that? Um, it's tough. Uh, I, I, it could be anyway. I, I don't, I don't really know who that person is. Trust me. I'm trying every outside of the bachelor world. So it's not Susie. Inside. That was the number one question people had. No, What's it's not Susie. It's not Susie. She's, she's literally our best friend. Like, uh, like she is the guy version of me and I could never date me for, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, she's, she's amazing. But at the same time, like there's just. We just don't have that. I don't know. It, it could never work. Are you on any dating apps? Yeah, but I don't really use them. Um, do, you have, do you worry like someone's gonna like because okay, you, you're sick. Yeah, well, I'm on Raya, so you're not allowed to. Okay, good. So that's the only reason why I, like I use that one. Um, yeah, because you immediately see you know you know people will post on Reddit so and so's on Hinge and it's like yeah no shit they are they're, yeah they're just a right. human being. That's what and that's that's the hardest part going to a bar as well. I live in Chicago, so not everything, there's like no really big scene to be in Chicago. Yeah. So I go to local bars and they're like, what are you doing here? Like, you're only here looking for clout. And I'm like, guys, I just want a drink. Like, my friends are in town, like, I just want to get a drink. Um, so it's like, sometimes you're, you're too cool to go to events and then like, oh, you think you're so cool because when you do go to good events, like people think you're like, oh, you're too cool to yeah. be. I'm like, no, I'm not saying either one of those. So we can't really win <laughs> yeah. at all. We don't have a place to belong. We're just like stuck in the middle right, a little bit because we're we we know we're not like C listers and up. We're like D right here, but we're also like not cool enough to even hang out with the. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I yeah. I did brunch with a few alumni when I was in New York. Someone yeah. organized a brunch, and um, then there's people commenting, thinking I'm a clout chaser, and I'm like, I'm trying to buy a house and and, and get a baby with my wife like, yeah if, if that's a cloud chaser sure but i'm just trying to run my business and interview cool people and like, that's a, and that's the <laughs> it's a it's a, it's the worst feeling when we all get together and we and we have a good time and we're smiling that's the one thing that people hate the most is when we're laughing yeah, <laughs> what are you so happy about uh, where's your nine to five i'm like guys I, I i don't know what to tell you like i'm i'm a happy guy i've learned that through just enjoying life and being the most human I could possibly be. How does it feel making friends with a guy like Craig Grippo and then yeah. seeing him get raked through the coals um, on Katie's season right. when he's probably trying the best he can? Like, how does that feel as a like seeing one of your friends get mischaracterized through the show? Oh, I hate it. But that's also why, like, that's like my. I feel like that's my job with my friends is to um, try to create as much fun or create as much of a positive atmosphere around them so that they don't look at it or they don't feel that way. Um, and then obviously I had I had a lot of good positivity around me coming off the show, so I made sure to show as much of them, even more than myself sometimes. I'll like promote them and it'll be a video of just them and yeah. I won't be in it. And I'm just like, that's because people needed to see who these people actually are. And you know, it's so quick, to, it's, you could so quick to judge someone without knowing them. And I think that's the biggest thing about The Bachelor is like a lot of people don't know these people 
um, the Bachelor Nation is they don't know these people. A lot and of judgment. And I, it's a lot of judgment. I've interviewed more villains than not so far. Right. A lot of people didn't like Katie. She came to my wedding. You know, right. And obviously, um, how she interacted with Greg, they, they, they had a close bond that yeah. there's a lot of defensiveness and anger and yeah. edits and things like that. And you can't, you know, it's kind of like... Imagine if all your fights were on, were on TV. Yeah. Come oh. on now. Horrible. Let's let's be real. So yeah. like that's that's kind of how I look at it. Is like, no one wants their their dirty laundry aired out. That's just kind of mm-hmm. it happens when you're actually in something. Those so, are two people in it. Do you think that? Now I I was the youngest of two okay. until my mom remarried and had more kids. But I think I was already sort of defined by like who I was by yeah because they were eleven and eighteen years younger than okay. Me. And then so but I I also feel like I'm always stuck with in in the middle of family fights where I'm the one trying to therapy everybody and get yes. everyone back together. Yeah, that's me. So that's, so are, you're there, you're that way with your friends and family. Everyone. I, I am that way with everyone. I feel like, you know, sometimes you just have a calling. I think that is my calling is to not just be a mediator, but is to, to just bring joy and happiness to things. Um, no and, matter the situation. Cause that's kind of like, you know, like, Growing up, like I said, suffering is understanding suffering and understanding everyone has a little bit of suffer. Uh, I found like a beauty in it, and that's being able to smile through it all. And I think not everyone has understood or found that. So I like try to help bring that to them. That's kind of. You know, football, football, like I played high school football, so mm-hmm. not to brag here, but, uh, <laughs> but like it builds camaraderie because yeah. you, you go, you're going through like August double sessions. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just getting a heat stroke and just exhausted and you just hate the tackle drills, which they don't even do anymore because they were so like, they were just, they were bad. You. Yeah. You know, I always said the practices were always worse than the games because you're just doing the drills over and over. And, but it really does help you or can help you build adversity through tough times. Like, do you feel like you respond, like you were better equipped to respond to some of the adversity? You know, because, yes, you know, you might not course. have been like a, a capital V villain, but people still have their strong opinions about you. Yeah, I mean, that's okay. I mean, that's, that's life, uh, and especially in sports. The biggest thing they do is they go on television, they talk about athletes all the time. Uh, and I've always had to grow up with it as an athlete because you're going to have people naysayers saying he's not this or he's not that and you've always had to listen you had to be had the thick skin enough to like basketball when you're playing it you're at the free throw line people are heckling you the whole time yeah so your whole life you're just going through hearing bad things about you so you just have a a thick skin and and just know who you are i just know who i am and i know that a lot of the things that people spew isn't true because i know who i am i tell you what i had thick skin with like with stand-up and um Mm -hmm. i do stand-up comedy and um, acting and stuff like that, uh, but when I when I felt like I was mischaracterized by the Bachelor audience, someone who wasn't even on the show, I, mean, I had people coming at me left and right for someone I followed on Instagram. That's hilarious, and I was like, man. Who the fuck do you guys think I am? Like my community has done more charity work. Like, I, and I'm so yeah. lucky that I've got such great audience. Yeah. That when I say let's support this person or this cause or whatever, yeah. they rally together. Yeah. And yet they wanted to find the worst aspect of me and tear me down. And I'm like, well, that's what they do. And that's what you can't, you know, no one, even if you're great, they're going to find, they try to find one thing. I actually, we just ran into someone um, whose brother is uh, on Love on the Spectrum and they're finding hate on, they're getting hate on their page. From Love on the Spectrum. From, from Love of the Spectrum. So I was like, I, that's that's just how it is. You know, this world is, there's going to be some people who are just 
nasty. Um, yeah. You can't let it discourage you, though. It was a good lesson for me because I was like, why am I even... I made a... I just made a video reacting to it all. Right. I read everyone's comments. Mm-hmm. It was like, what am I, first of all, doing? To, is this helpful, like, that I'm feeding into this? Like, will this always exist? Yeah. And can you fight it? And you see other people You can't that fight are, it. You can't fight it. Can't. It doesn't change, because it, it, it's only a, it's a percentage of people that are so sort of stuck on their opinion that yeah. that you just have to learn to be above it, which it's And hard. it's not even their real opinion. I think they just want to go against the grain sometimes. So if you're doing something really great, they're going to find something that you do horribly at and they're going to attack you for it because they want to be opposite of something. Yeah. So you go on and we'll wrap up in a few minutes here. I'll pull okay. back into our, our neighborhood. But so you go on Bachelorette during the pandemic. Right. And I always say for me, the, the pandemic was a lifesaver because I was, <laughs> I was like dead end jobs and it was just, mm-hmm. a, I just needed a break. It was a mess. Right. And a lot of, I think a lot of my friends, I love the pandemic. No, no, no. I don't I get want to it. say it that way, but I, it allowed, worked for me. Dude, you're allowed to like, it was, it's, it was horrible and people can respond and say, Oh, my uncle died. And it's like, yeah, that's, you can want both. You can walk and chew gum at the same time. Right. It can be a horrible tragedy and you can still find like the, the like little Daisy that sprouts from the disaster. Yeah, exactly. And, That's how I put and it. for me, it was that I was able to like regroup and refocus on who I am and mm-hmm. sort of get out of the deep end. But aside from the bachelorette, what was, what, why did you get so much sort of, um, I don't, I don't want to say joy, but like, like what, like what did it mean to you? The pandemic or yeah. Yeah. I just think, um, I, like I said, it always brings back to being the most human possible, you know, like everyone's in the same situation. Same and situation. I think when you look at it that way, it makes life so much easier for yourself because you want to, you think like only bad things are happening to you or this is happening to you. When you really look at it, that's what's going on with everyone. We're and all in the dog fight. We're all in the dog fight. <laughs> and the, the best way to do that is just to be able to live life every day and cherish the moments that you have and understand that is a gift to be here so how do you go okay i want to know this how do you go from being on the bachelorette you you know obviously pro sports don't last forever right um these things are all kind of fleeting and also the bachelor kind of no longer hat or it doesn't really have that catapult that might have had a a few years ago for people's careers right like what do you what's what what are your plans for like the next stages of your life i hate to sound like a mom here Uh, oh no you're good you know but like i only ask because everyone's kind of got a different thing they're trying to take root um so i i actually i i think i was one of the people the last people who caught the the catapult a little bit so I do very well when it comes to social media Good. and um, now I'm just dipping my feet into hosting. We hosted the Jonas Brothers concert. Um, I got on ESPN. We did like a college pick em. Um So we're just working on little things where I can stay in entertainment um, as well as, you know, dabbling in acting. I have like a little voiceover thing, rom-com coming out. Oh, nice. So yeah, no, I just been, you know, just dabbling in that. I know like I can... I know I'm good in this field when it comes to just being personable and, and, and creating smiles and creating, you know, and I'm very creative in general, like with my TikToks and... Dude, I said this to Susie about what you guys are doing. It's really hard to make content. Not everyone can do it. We see people come yeah. out of paradise that like, they sort of struggle and they're like, oh, this just isn't for me. Right. But like, you guys have a nice little squad right yeah. there. Yeah. And I've been doing this since I was 
six, seven, yeah. eight. Like I've always had. I was always the guy who put together a little movie on movie yeah. project or iMovie. You remember that? Yep. I had uh, projects on that. We'd make like fake MTV cribs. Like that's just always something I've always been doing. I've always had a group of friends. We didn't go out and drink in high school. I never drank. Didn't go to parties. We would literally create funny videos and and crack jokes and roast each other. So that's why like. I'm just a little bit different than everyone when it comes to it. Like, I've always been doing this. And nothing has changed. My life has not changed. Yeah. Since after The Bachelorette, well, that's personally. What, that's what's beautiful with social media is that even... And like you said, yeah, you... you I mean, you've got, a, you've got a massive following for sure. Yeah. I, I see people, you know, it's everything's fleeting. Um, I interviewed Courtney Robertson, who mm-hmm. was the villain right. 10 plus years ago. She only has 60,000 Instagram followers. If she w- existed four years ago, she'd have 1.7 million. Right. You know, no, it's just yeah. kind of like a weird thing. But obviously, it's it's not like the followers aren't there. They're just on TikTok. They're right. on Instagram. They're kind of all over. But when you can when you can do make something creative and people find it, right. the, the audience becomes global. So like 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 me with these stupid videos, mm-hmm. we might only be hitting a small niche, but we're telling stories that share other people's like creative pursuits. Right. Exactly. You know, because there is like this weird shame. I think people are getting over that's like content creating's bad. Like, oh, you're an influencer. Yeah. And I'm like, people don't understand how much work goes into this. <laughs> it's not easy. It's like, not easy. You're replacing seven people's jobs. Yeah. You know, like when, like when my podcast is just me, but I know people that have like the old school way of podcasting, or maybe not old school, but like the corporate way, has like 13 people working on that. Mm-hmm. And when you can build that audience and have full creative control that's when I think you can like take things to the next level because you, Justin, Susie, your group of people all like bring your own gifts into, into the conversation and kind of complement each other that way. And that's the one thing is it's also about finding the right people to be around as well. And I think I've had a, I have a really good sense of people that I put myself around, uh, especially I could have went down a terrible way. Like my, like my, look, I like to compare my brother. He's doing well now, but he went the opposite way after the things with my father happened and he went to the, he hang out with gangs and all that stuff. And I went the opposite way and I started hanging out with friends who were more involved in sports, who were getting good grades mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I always felt like the people I've been put in my life, um, have done very well. And like, like Greg and Susie and Justin, like those are just great human beings that will also have great personalities that I couldn't even be, I'm just so blessed to be around them. Was it tough to lose Greg? As a single guy friend? No. Greg, we hang out as much a lot. We just don't post about it all the time. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean... He was supposed to be your date? He was. That's He got a deal in in, uh, in New York with Sunglass Hut that he couldn't turn down. So oh, I saw that, yeah. There's some things you just can't really, you can't turn yeah, down. Yeah, you gotta take so the money. You gotta take the money. And I was like, bro, I understand. This is... And, like, Barbie was just free, so it was like <laughs> a... You know, really, the coolest thing I... One Susie of the will things, do. She can put a dress on. <laughs> yeah, one of the coolest things I've ever done, don't get me wrong, but uh, it wasn't a paid thing. Um, like, outfits, everything we all paid for, and flights I had to come out here, so yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I just want to harp on that 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 part where, like, you like you and your brother... Is it all, all... Do you have any sisters, or is it just brothers? Yeah, my sister's the oldest. She was already... So one sister and three brothers? And, yeah, and three, three brothers, yeah. So... You really get that, like, the same sort of environment, but you decide to get into sports and versus gangs. It's literally one choice away, and that's that's why yes. I always have so much grace for people that kind of maybe made the wrong choice, or maybe it was the right choice for their soul to, like, mm-hmm. go through whatever journey they're going through. But um, where do you stand now with the rest of your family, your dad? 
Um, Dad, I think my, I think it's out next year. Really? So it'll just be crazy. I haven't, you know, really seen him. So um, are you gonna have to? Are you gonna be like, listen, I'm I've been on TV now. <laughs> well, no, he's he's been following. He he he's seen a couple things. Um, and then obviously I was doing really well in football, so he knew about that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, we we have to reestablish a relationship. I just, you know, I just never was one to really be. Uh, super sad about it. Yeah. Um, my brother took it harder than I did. I was. Was it because you were too young? Do you think? I think so. A little bit of that, but also a little bit of. I just was so focused to not have us live like what we were living like, um, and it was hard when I didn't get drafted in the NFL because I thought I was. I thought it was happening, but because um, I always wanted to get my mom out and like. So like right now, like everything I'm doing here, I, I, I do very well, but I also. I am like taking care of my mom. Yeah. So my mom's on my phone bill. Like I had to throw like half for the house that we just bought. So were you um like were you by the phone waiting to get drafted? Like did you, yes. you had like a sports agent? Oh my god, dude. Jerry Maguire, another rom com. Dude, yeah, great. So it, great yeah. love that. <laughs> uh no, I'm sitting there and honestly that was that was the hardest day of my life, I think. Um because my mom, I had my mom come up to the college, it was just her. I was like, I just want you around just to, just for this moment, just as all your sacrifice is all going to come, you know, full circle right now. And um, it didn't happen. And I got the, you know, I actually had to get myself into a camp. People don't know that. Uh, I was talking to the Browns, Cardinals, and the Eagles. They so how like, it works is you don't get drafted. They only have X amount of drafts. Uh, it goes on for hours and days. Mm -hmm. And then you just wait. Well, I knew I was, I knew I was the last day. I knew I was going to be 6 7. So they want to be those two rounds. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll be a late round draft pick. Doesn't get it. What is anxiety? I mean, is there, are you just looking at the phone? Like, Dude, what? I, the whole time scrolling up, talking to my agent. It's like waiting for a girl to call you back. Arizona, Arizona call or text me. He's like, hey, stay by the phone. I'm like, oh, Dude, I'm, I'm anxiety like, thinking about like, this. Like, is this your, is this your number for drafting? I'm like, yes, it is. And I'm like, just refreshing. Doesn't someone happen. else calls you and you're like, get that fuck off the phone. Doesn't happen. My teammate actually gets, a, and like, I, I'm the best guy on the team. Yeah. Like, not even close. He gets a call and gets a, a camp invite. And I'm like, how do I not get a camp invite right now? So um, I was like, Mom, you can go home. I don't think they're going to call me anymore. And I, like, I'm laying face down in my bed. And I am streaming with tears. I'm crying. Um, and then, like, she leaves. And she, like, tells me. Or I, um, I like, I, I can't, I'm not going to go out like this. So I text the 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 scout that I know the player personnel of the Browns was like hey I know I'm better than a lot of these guys give me a shot I'll, t I'll prove it to you and he's like fine here's he's like bet here you are oh here's gosh. your ticket you're coming with us so you're coming to camp with us I was like perfect my mom calls me later that day she's like I just had to call you and say I, I'm sorry about what's going on like I had to pull over and parked and I said I prayed for hours I'm like mom I'm in a camp <laughs> Getting so like goosebumps. It was, it was, it was. She, man, I, I think our bond is so cool. And would you um, have been the type to make that call? Like, did you feel like, was that one of those like I have nothing else to lose? This or is, like just the belief. Did you learn the belief in yourself in that moment? Well, I, I know how good I was, man. And that wasn't. It was just, I've worked so hard to be in this position. Um, I know, like when I was supposed to go to Division One, I, I couldn't because I. I was being a class clown and didn't do grades very well, but I got to, I got a chance. I knew I was, I got my foot in the door. That's all I needed. I was like, once I get here, it's going to be for, it's going to be hard to get me out of here. Um, 
so I, I was just like, I just needed to get here because that's what I've been working for my whole life. I was five years old drawing myself in the NFL, kindergarten teachers asking me, what do you want to do when you grow up? Football player, football player. There's videos of me, VHS, football player, football player. So um, That's one of those things like you, you can give someone a million bucks, but mm -hmm. like that's worth more. It's, because you can take someone's million bucks away, but you can't take away their work ethic, their drive, their confidence. Absolutely. And that's how I live life. It's like those are the things that I didn't care about, the dollar signs I was going to make. I had to get there because that's all I worked for. That was my dream, man. And, like, now you you switch over and you have a different dream and you see things differently. Like, now, like, my biggest goal is to, to be a great husband and great father and a great man. So, like, that's my new goal. Yeah. So, like, that's what I'm working towards now. Sweet, man. Well, dude, thanks so much for talking to me Appreciate today. it, man. You, you thanks. nailed it.